Listen all month as ReachMD XM157 explores The Great Debate, a special series discussing the future of public health policy in America. Pandemic flu. How will your hospital respond? How can you help? You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a focus on public health policy. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, your host, and with me today is Dr. Gregory Gilbert. Dr. Gilbert is an emergency medicine specialist and assistant clinical professor at Stanford University, where he directs the EMS Fellowship and the Life Flight Critical Care Transport Program. He has helped design influenza response plans at his institution and recently reported on these efforts at an emergency medicine conference sponsored by Stanford. Dr. Gilbert comes to us today from his office near San Francisco. Today we're discussing pandemic flu planning for the hospital and the role for physician planners. Welcome, Greg. Thanks for being with us today. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, Listen, maybe before we get started, you could tell us a little bit about your medical background and how you got interested in this general topic. Well, so I started basically in Brooklyn, New York, where I went to medical school and did some ride-alongs and did some pre-hospital care at that point. And then I went down to Atlanta, Georgia, where I did residency at Emory and, uh, again, more pre-hospital care at that time. And then I moved out here to Stanford, where they put me in charge of Life Flight, and I was the EMS liaison, and so it just seemed like a good fit when it came to pandemic flu planning for me to work on the pre-triage slash pre-hospital aspect of pandemic flu. Seems like a good fit for you. Well, let's talk a little bit about the lay of the land here. Let's talk maybe before uh, our current times. There's been a lot of talk in uh, lay press and the medical literature about the uh, possibilities of a new pandemic flu. And would you say that planning has been extensive? Has it been kind of pro forma? What's the lay of the land here now in in terms of what hospitals have done from your vantage point? From my vantage point, I think that it's certainly the hot topic that is the up-and-coming one, and lots of hospitals are in the process of getting together and forming flu plans. I remember being at a national conference for EMS and discussing with some of the other EMS people there just the idea of getting ready to prepare for a pandemic flu. What I found is is that at the first meeting, generally we talk about, is it ever really going to come and why are we bothering working on this if you know we're only in phase three, which is pretty funny, you can imagine. But once you get by that first meeting, then most people finally get the idea that, oh, yeah, we're just planning just in case, kind of like the World Trade Centers when they were bombed. No one really thought that was ever going to happen. And then, you know, with no planning, it makes it much more difficult. Is there a sense of urgency in uh, planning efforts from what you've seen or what you've heard from your colleagues? Or um, does this fit in the mold of other things that we don't really think are going to happen right away? Well, I I think the sense of urgency comes from the fact that there's this new avian flu, the H5N1, that's out there. And, you know, for a long time, there's, you know, just your garden variety flu that's going around. And so people don't really worry that much about it. Um, But now that there's this H5N1 that no one's ever been exposed to, and there's occasional transmission to humans, you know, it really just, it's just a matter of time before it's 
going to be the next pandemic or, you know, it makes it really hot on the radar, if you will. When you're in a planning meeting for a hospital thinking about pandemic flu planning, is it just docs that are there? Is it mostly docs? Is it mostly not docs? Tell us what that might look like, a planning meeting like that. So for our first meeting that I had where I was the one going, why are we planning about this, was just docs. There was five ER doctors, and we were um, sitting around talking about how we want to divide up the plan for uh, pandemic flu. At the second meeting, after we got out of just the emergency department aspect, we included ICU doctors, RNs, and hospital administrators. Is it your sense that the docs kind of run the show and the others are in for the ride, or is the hospital administration take the lead in these situations? Um, in our situation, it was the docs that took the lead. Eric Weiss is our disaster planner, so that would probably be the reason that he was uh, one of the main thrusts, if you will. Your situation is at Stanford obviously different than maybe a smaller uh, community hospital. What would you suggest to like our physician practitioners out there who think that uh, their hospital needs to get a little more involved in this activity? How would you go about that? Well, I've had a few people since the publication contact me. Usually it's RNs, um, although sometimes it's MDs. And they're just getting started. They're wondering about the drive-through plan and how to get started. And so usually you want to have a good core group of people and a complement. So depending on what sort of situation you're in, so if you're just a clinic or something like that that wants to be prepared for uh, pandemic flu, you know, you're going to need a doctor that's going to be helping out and probably an RN. Whereas if you're a, a hospital with ICU capabilities, you're going to want to have the intensive care unit there because they're going to be having to manage ICU beds. If you are just joining us, you're listening to Focus on Public Health Policy on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, and I'm speaking with Dr. Gregory Gilbert, and we're discussing pandemic flu planning for the hospital and roles for physician planners. So, Greg, a physician is uh, maybe in a community hospital setting, maybe not as advanced as uh, you guys have been at, at a university hospital setting. What does the physician bring to the table in terms of particular expertise? They might not be an epidemiologist. They might not even be ER specialists, but obviously local community hospitals are going to have issues. How does the physician coordinate the appropriate people? How does he or she bring his or her particular expertise to this issue? What would you suggest if you were sitting down with one of these folks? Well, they're going to be the ones that are going to be treating these patients as well as the nurses, and they're going to know the job that a nurse can do and the job that a physician can do. So when I was trying to come up with my plan, you know, it was important to know what the different aspects or different parts of the whole equation were. So the physician doesn't come into our plan until they get to the secondary area where they will have the final word as to whether or not a patient needs to be admitted or sent home. But their clinical judgment and just gestalt about a patient is just invaluable in the whole flu planning idea. Well, before we get into the specifics of your particular idea of pre-triage and drive-through triage, before we get into that, let me ask you this. Some hospitals have what they would call emergency planning or casualty planning. Certainly, many of us went through this with the SARS issue and now thinking about some things with uh, MRSA bacteria. Is there anything qualitatively different about planning for pandemic flu versus some of these other plans that might already exist? I think that they're relatively similar, although we do have a separate 
flu plan in addition to our disaster plans. Generally speaking, if you had a respiratory isolation plan, um, it would probably work for your pandemic flu plan. Do you think that we learned anything? You've probably, uh, either as a medical guy or a history buff, learned a little bit about what went on in 1918 with the great influence. Then is, are there any lessons from there that we should be uh, thinking about in planning today? Well, in 1918, obviously, the hospitals were overrun. What we really saw in 1918 was something that you don't usually see with influenza. With normal pandemic influenza and just influenza in general, it's usually the extremes of age that were affected, so the pediatrics and the geriatric patients. But in 1918, there was a big spike in the 20 to 30-year-olds, and those were the people that were dying more so than, you know, people that were over fighting in World War I at the time. Um, it's actually, you know, caused the largest death toll compared to even any war that we've been in. So I think that uh, that's a big red flag that, you know, you can't blow off the flu. It's not something that we don't really need to worry about. And you mentioned SARS, and people are like, oh, you know, the whole SARS thing was going to be the next pandemic flu, and we totally nipped that in the bud. But SARS is a little different than pandemic flu because to transmit SARS, you actually had to have symptoms, whereas flu, you, you have 48 hours before you even have any symptoms that you can transmit influenza to other people. And so, you know, just think about any flu season that we've had in the last, you know, seven years. And, you know, every year our hospitals are overrun, and that's not even a pandemic. That's just normal flu season. At your institution, how would you know when and whether to flip over to a pandemic flu mode? Is that in the planning? Like, do you have to have high suspicion that something's going on, uh, low suspicion? What are your hurdles there? So for the pandemic flu, the World Health Organization keeps a pretty close tab on it. And so right now we're at phase three of phase six. So when it reaches phase five, when it's transmitting freely from human to human, is when we're going to go into our plan. So you'll wait for a uh, sort of confirmation from the World Health Organization. Correct. There's some talk of when it reaches phase four to start sending students home. What's on your agenda for future work in this area? Are you going to be writing, publishing, planning, uh, helping other institutions do that? What's on your immediate agenda here? Currently, I've been helping other institutions come up with flu plans. Um, ours is essentially done at this point. So people have uh, seen the article in the ASAP News, and I've been helping answer questions that they've had about it. What's the response been from people who have called you? Or do you have any critics? I'm sure you're getting some positive stuff. Any Anything you've taken away from your communications? I've certainly gotten some positive feedback, and lots of people uh, like the idea. One of the things that I do is to decide who gets admitted, who gets sent to influenza care centers, things like that, is use um, something called the PORT score, which is used to classify patients with pneumonia as a viral pneumonia is most likely going to be what these patients have. There's other scores out there that are probably easier to use than the PORT scores, and people have asked why I chose not to use those, like the CURB-65 as an example. So you have those kinds of discussions, and you probably win some converts, and probably not everybody, huh? I haven't heard back on most of them, but uh, I think the CURB-65 doesn't help risk stratify well enough compared to the PORT score. And there's also um, something called the PMUSE score, which has been designed specifically for pandemic flu, but it hasn't really been that well tested, but you can adjust the variables. The only downside is it basically just looks at vital signs 
and some social factors, whereas the port score also takes some laboratory studies in, into account. Have you had any uh, inquiries or work from uh, overseas? I have not had any inquiries from overseas. Most of these have been from the East Coast. Uh-huh. Well, must be they're all set, I guess, uh, outside the United States, so we better get to it. That's right. <laughs> that or they just don't get the ASAP news. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> well, I want to thank Dr. Gregory Gilbert, who's been our guest. We've been discussing pandemic flu planning for the hospital and the role for physician planners. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn, and you've been listening to a Focus on Public Health Policy on Reach MD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions at reachmd.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of our entire library. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to ReachMD XM157 and The Great Debate, a month-long special series and discussion on the future of public health policy in America.